Time's Ours is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to ticket app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before games start, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Just because whenever you think about last-minute deals, the last second you think of the Chiefs defense giving up a touchdown at the very, very end, or maybe coming through clutch in some situations, it can be a good thing. Let Game Time hook you up right before the buzzer. You can go through and see where your seats are going to be, what your view will be from them right in the app. You can check out with just two taps. You can see it all in Game Time. The Game Time app is simple, it's quick, it's easy to navigate, and you can download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. There's just never a dull moment. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens for three quarters or even for most of four. It doesn't matter if Philip Rivers is just alternating between throwing the football like a trebuchet or skipping the football like rocks across a pond. If the game is in Arrowhead or somewhere else in America or south of the border, it it doesn't matter anymore. The Chiefs are going to play football games that are going to test your blood pressure on a level that is not suggested that you have to go through by any doctor anywhere on the planet in any country. But we all made it. The three of us are all here on a combined seven minutes of sleep. Welcome to a special Tuesday edition of Time's Ours. I'm Joshua Briscoe, Nate Taylor in Mexico, Seth Kaiser in Minnesota, not as impressive, but true. <laughs> Guys, how are you feeling? Nate, you can go first because you're the farthest away. <laughs> uh, hola from Mexico. And uh, hola. thanks for joining us, folks. Um, Estudio Teca lived up to the hype. It was a great atmosphere. Uh, just a, 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 I'm just convinced, and I think I put this on Twitter last night. I am convinced that moving forward, and thank goodness we have a bye coming up, that the Chiefs will the Chiefs are destined to play every weird, confusing, odd, wild turn of events, swing of emotions, games this season. Like, I think the last game that was like not dramatic or like just odd or like weird was maybe week two in Oakland. Like, maybe? <laughs> and that game was played on a baseball right. field. Right. So, I mean, uh, it's exciting. And at the same time, when the Chiefs were up 15 uh, late in the third quarter, uh, once Tyron Matthew doesn't catch a, I mean, just a godsend interception, I, I immediately yeah. I immediately go into like, okay, this this has all the makings of Phillip Rivers with no timeouts, down one score, trying to make – Trying to make hectic sense of it all, uh, so yeah, and I, and you know, uh, not to read you my Twitter account, but it's it's true, y'all. For half of his season, or for half of his career, we have literally watched Philip Rivers on a last minute drive with no timeouts try to lead the Chargers to either force timeout, or excuse me, either force overtime or win the game. That's half his career, y'all. Um, and can I just say that he 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 probably washed. He's He's good. It seems like he might be done. Yeah, <laughs> Philip Rivers might not be good anymore. I don't know. I don't want to be the first one to say it, but boy, it looks it looks tough out there. Uh, Seth, has your doctor confirmed that the Kansas City Chiefs are right for you? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just wouldn't have it any other way. I'll tell you what. Uh, I really wouldn't actually. I was so stressed. <laughs> I was I was like I, I watched the first half uh, with a friend and. And I watched. Are the they second still half. your friend? You say he, so well, timidly. I, he now has a lower view of my maturity level. <laughs> I, was getting, I was just getting so. I, I was just like, it was really funny, but it actually provided me with some perspective um, on Mahomes because the half ended. I was like, God, oh, man, Mahomes kind of played like crap. And he looked at me. He's like, What? I was like, Well, I just. He's a Vikings fan. Oh. And he's like that. <laughs> and he's like, he's like that's. He, he he's like that's he's like he made like like two bad throws i'm like well you know uh, and then i just realized just how spoiled i've become 
already. Yeah. It's just like, well, he didn't make like 18 amazing plays, which whatever. But I mean, you know, the offense really was kind of garbage most of the day. It just really wasn't good. Now they came out, they had one great drive. My biggest thing, you know, you talk about Phil Rivers. He is uh, what was uh, Sisyphus, right? Pushing the rock yes. up the hill for eternity. Yes. And yes. the funny thing is, I think I never thought about this before, but I think at least Rivers in this phase of his career is bizarro Alex Smith. Because the reason that that these games are always so close is because he throws picks. Like, but the reason they stay close is because he's awesome at reading defenses. Like every time the Chiefs blitzed, he put he the ball it, in the yep. exact right place. Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. Rivers is washed physically. He's been pretty washed for a couple of years. But, like, every time they blitz, like that big play to Eckler, everyone's like, why do they have to know pass and you'll cover an Eckler? Well, because that's the price you pay with a double A-gap blitz. Like, right. you know, who else are they going to have cover him? And so every time they blitzed, it was just the ball was out, ball was out. So he's, he's bizarro Alex Smith in that he's good enough to keep you in the game. Only he's good enough in a different way, right? Because he plays the game yeah. very differently than Alex. But whereas Alex was limited in that he wouldn't make certain throws. And so it wouldn't, you know, you know, they couldn't ever put games away because he wouldn't make tight windows throws. Rivers, on the other hand, <laughs> makes throws that are like, why would you do that? Like, what <laughs> What are you doing? And and makes it to where his team can never really get back, fully back into the game. And also, Tyron Matthew played a great game. The one pick that he had was awesome. He had a couple great pass breakups, a couple nice run stops. Awesome game overall. I literally, and I never say this, I could have caught that. Yep. And now, and most, <laughs> most NFL quarterbacks, even if, and I, I've got bad news for most fans, most NFL quarterbacks, you know you couldn't. Even if you were wide open, you'd have a hard time catching what they throw because they put heat on it. Whereas with Rivers, it's like, no, I got this. Like, I, I can totally catch this. My 13-year-old could have caught that. And I think, I don't know if he lost it in the lights or what, but you could tell he was just like, oh, my God, come on. Yeah. Oh, people saw that. <laughs> yeah, people uh, saw that. <laughs> I would like to to I see your Alex Smith analogy, your bizarre Alex Smith analogy. I would like to raise uh, with the with the level of being shot physically, but knowing what's happening mentally. He's like Broncos Peyton Manning. If Broncos Peyton Manning just did a huge pile of cocaine <laughs> right before a game, <laughs> that's how Philip Rivers plays. Which Phil Rivers would never do, as he's a devout Catholic, but. I listen, man. You, you watched the same game I did, right? I got. I feel like I have evidence. I feel like you're the lawyer, but I feel like we could convict him in a court of law for doing a big pile of cocaine before every football game. It just always looks the same to me. So the the Chiefs win this game in Mexico, and as much as I want to talk about the offense because I'm only human, the defense deserves the discussion here and as much as it was Philip Rivers turning the ball over a bunch of times there like that that the, the Matthew pick that he caught was a great play by Tyron Matthew mm-hmm. and it was him beating Philip Rivers on a decision and it was Frank Clark being all over the place Derek Nottie in case you didn't see the game didn't get that pick by by going one-on-one with Keenan Allen that's not really <laughs> Derek Nottie's game if you're not familiar <laughs> Although, God, that would have been funny. So, Nate, your, your article uh, up on The Athletic, and if you, if you don't know, these episodes, this is our essentially our Monday episode. So anyone can hear these, and if you're listening to the show, thank you. Uh, if you haven't yet, though, listen uh, and, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. But also, subscribe to The Athletic. we got Friday episodes and then all this written content. So, Nate, your, your article that, that went up uh, early, early, early this morning, late, late, late last yeah. night. Is about the Chiefs' defense stepping up here. Why did you decide to start there? What did you see from the defense? Yeah, I mean, it was more of, of just the idea that, you know, talking with a lot of guys in the locker room, and um, it's just one of those rare instances where because we're in a studio Teca and you have to, you know, the, the press box or where the press core sort of sits is in the stands. Like, there's no, like, designated area f- or, or area from us that's, like, disconnected from, like, the normal stadium. Like, we're not in glass. Like I can hear everything. You're walking down the, you know, the, the 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 stands of fans, and you're sort of trying to think about like, oh, what does this all mean, and like, what's most important. And uh, it just came back to me over and over again that you know, last week, and you sort of referenced this earlier, Josh. Last week, 
the Chiefs had a collapse, and it wasn't totally the defense's fault, but like they did give up the game-winning score, and here they were in a very similar situation where the Chiefs offense had multiple chances to really like end this game on offense by getting just first downs and running out the clock and extinguishing all of the Chargers' timeouts. They do do that, but they do give Phillip Rivers, again, <laughs> one score game, two minutes left, no timeouts, go the length of the field. Um, and look, they, at every, you know, as I wrote, they, at every moment where they really needed a play, the defense came up and made a play. And we haven't seen that since the Denver game um, when Patrick Mahomes suffered his dislocated uh, right kneecap injury. And then, you know, basically Steve Spinella was like, I'm just going to blitz Joe Flacco to the end of time. Um, he didn't do, <laughs> you know, he didn't do that with Phillip Rivers, but I mean, go down the, go down the depth chart or go down the, the, the roster of the guys who played the significant amount of snaps yesterday. Uh, you know, Frey Clark had his best game as a chief. Um, Chris Jones wasn't great, but he was still a presence inside particularly. Um, you know, Damon Wilson and Anthony Hitchens didn't miss any tackles. Like that's their biggest job. Uh, Traverse Ward played particularly well, despite that crazy 50 yard, you know, pass late in the final minute. Um, but Rashad Breland had a couple pass breakups can, uh, excuse me, Rashad Fenton had his first career interception still playing in, in, mm-hmm. uh, in place of Kendall Fuller, who didn't play last night. Um, Juan Thornhill made a really, made a, like a couple good plays in the red zone. Uh, and then Tyron Matthew, as we mentioned before, like it wasn't just one guy sort of rescuing the team. Uh, to victory, it was a whole collective group coming together, and then it ends with Daniel Sorensen um, telling me in the locker room, like, hey, I have one assignment. And, again, this is to Steve Spagnuolo sort of adjusting or tinkering, depending on how you feel that day, uh, making the adjustment <laughs> that, like, oh, yeah, Austin Eckler, he he playing well. Hey, hey, Dan Sorensen, yeah. your one job is to, like, not don't let him get separated. And uh, and then Philip right. Rivers made it easy for him because he never looked anybody off except for Austin. He only looked at Austin Eckler. So you know, make the plays when they're there. Um, Frank Clark mentioned the old idea of like, hey, maybe they're playing with more of an attitude. And if that is a, if they can do that collectively moving forward, that's a better sign because we assume Mahomes is going to play better um, in future games. But really, it was the first time this season outside of that. You know, oh my God, what what's going on with Patrick Mahomes? Like. Is his leg, knee okay? Outside of that game, this was the only time I could really think where I could say definitively, like, the defense won the Chiefs a game. And that just, you know, as we all know, rarely happens. Seth, you're you're zeroing in on Frank Clark uh, for the website. But, I mean, you can talk about the whole defense if you feel like it. I'm not not here to to, uh, paint you into a corner, Seth. I know that you you, you need your your room to stretch your wings. (laughs) God. I, um... Man, it's so early, um, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm sorry, man. Like, I mean, I so can I? Could he part the curtain for two seconds? Here's the yeah. Thing. Let's break the fourth wall. Obviously, obviously, Nate is in Mexico. I do the Sports Radio 810's Chiefs post game show, and uh, so I mean, I think I think Nate and I both stopped doing Chiefs things at like 3 a.m. And then Seth, with his real other jobs, like, hey, can we move it up today or do a different different time today? I gotta, you know, I gotta save lives or whatever. Like, yeah, all right, Seth, needy, needy, needy. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We could have done this show at noon today, and I still would have been zombified. And so, listen, man. Hey, you want, thanks, thanks, Seth. Thanks for pointing it out that it's early and that I'm tired. That, no, Do you want to talk was... about the defense? I'm gonna, I... I'm gonna lay down on the floor. Okay, I was talking about myself because I couldn't, like, I couldn't stop chuckling at that comment. I thought it was oh, funny. Okay. You, you, you make okay. me laugh, Briscoe. I don't know what to tell you. Oh. Um, thanks. so I'm, I'm, lay, I'm, str- I'm laying on the floor again. I'm stretching <laughs> out. So anyway, uh. Yeah, the entire defense. I mean, that, that's a good point, Nate. The whole defense did step up. It wasn't just one dude having a monster game. Although, if you were going to give it to that one dude, obviously, it would be Clark, Mm -hmm. who I'm zeroing in on. And what's interesting with Clark is because of the, the way NFL stats work, you really, if you look at his stat line... You know, his basic stat line, you know, it's, it's a good game, but it's not like a great game. You know, you got a sack... You got uh, he he defended a pass, which you know uh, in the in the box score you don't know what a pat defense pass means. You don't know that it means that he literally like mm-hmm. knocked it right out of Rivers' hands and right into Derek Nottie's hands. 
um, which was the funniest thing. Like, because as as he hit him, I was like, forward progress or a fumble? It doesn't matter, you know, because like, you know, he yes. caught it in the air, which is just the funniest thing. And now I can't I can't stop thinking about Derek Nadi splitting out into the slot and playing press man coverage <laughs> on Keenan Allen, yeah, it, which it, if he got his hands on him. He'd go nowhere. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, you will not move, little man. <laughs> hey, just just to, um, just to remind people how athletically gifted these dudes are. Derek Nottie is mostly concerned about shedding blocklers and tackling, you know, speedy running backs and, like, you know, hey, getting some consistent pressure up the middle on a quarterback, which leads to, like, hey, maybe a Frank, Sark, uh, Frank Clark strip sack fumble or, you know, pass breakup, whatever you want to call it. He caught that pass with his left hand. Like just while while engaged in a in a in a you know pass rushing setting, <laughs> like what I watched that replay and was just yeah. like, are you what? How would you do How? that? He I'm... he caught. Like, and by the way, like he's had that uh, that left elbow injury for like the last month or so, mm-hmm. where he's been wearing this you know this yeah. sort of bulky brace. Oh, that doesn't matter. I'll just I'll just catch with my left hand because like I yeah. can disengage my pass rush and see the ball in the air. In the exact moment that Frank Clark makes the play, and like, oh yeah, just left-handed, one-handed catch as a defensive tackle. Dogs, the 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 athleticism <laughs> these dudes have are like it's crazy. It is. It's absolutely crazy. The most athletic thing I've done in like the last five years is I was at the store and I accidentally I was wearing a bulky jacket, you know, and I was in like the the can aisle with like you know the canned vegetables and stuff mm-hmm. and I accidentally brushed one of the cans and it fell towards the floor and I ninja caught it before it hit the floor. That's the most athle- most athletic thing I've done all in like 5 years. And I think I, do when, want to, I just want to remind you that you did say five minutes ago that you could have caught that pick that uh, Matthew dropped. <laughs> like, yes, I know. That took less athleticism than what I did at Walmart. <laughs> it's a football and not a not a can of uh, green can beans. Can of corn. Yeah, but I mean, no, no, but that can of green beans was dropping fast. Faster than that ball, Briscoe. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know why I've switched from Joshua to Briscoe when I'm being serious with you. I don't know what happened there. I don't like it. Anyway. It's, it's early, Seth. It's it early. Is, it's, it's so early. Um, sometimes there is no rhyme or reason. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> so, but with Clark, I think the, the cool thing, and this is, and I'm going to be writing about this maybe by the time you're listening to it, the article's up is if you even go to the first drive of the game to the last drive of the game, you see Clark making an impact in ways that don't show up on the box score. Um, and that's that's such a big deal. Some of these run stuffs that like people think about, you know, third down, but you know, you he had a run stuff in the first quarter on the very first drive on second and ten or second and nine, something like that, right? And it it, it set them up in good position to force a field goal. The very last play of the game where Sorensen got that pick, Rivers' clock was sped up. He knew he had to get rid of the ball because Clark had beaten his man around the edge and was about to come screaming back towards him. And Rivers knew it. You also, the the previous, uh, the, the, the Fenton pick, the guy who forced Rivers off his spot, it, it, Frank Clark. Um, I mean, it was it was constant that he was making an impact on the game, even when it didn't show up in the box score. So I'm excited to kind of show the the snaps and show how that impacts the game in ways that you forget. Because it really, if you look back on a lot of the stops the Chiefs defense made, and they had to make a lot. I was looking, it was like, man, there were like it was like six drives in a row or five drives in a row or whatever yeah. it was where it was mm-hmm. like nope it's still 24 17 gotta stop him again oh that's nice Rashad Fenton picked it off nope gotta stop him again oh that you know it's just over and over again they probably felt like it was groundhog day for them so and if you look though in the crucial plays like the final set of downs on each of those drives you see Clark making a play of some sort and that right there is now you can't expect him you know people are like well you know he needs to play like that every game to be a hundred million dollar man nobody plays like that literally every game <laughs> Khalil Mack doesn't Aaron Donald doesn't no one does but you should you know have impact games like this and you know like you said it was his best game as a chief I, I think his second best game was probably against the Ravens would be my guess and so but it was great to see him I, I would call it a dominant performance yeah. And it's good to see some of the moves he's doing. It looks like he's starting to feel a little bit better. And now he's got two weeks to maybe finally get that neck thing whipped. We have a lot more to talk about here, and we will talk about it all. But first, let's talk about handling your business. 
talking about erectile dysfunction, it's not easy. It's always a little awkward. I just said it and you went, oh, oh, okay, we're doing that ad, I guess, right now. Okay, fine. Listen, you can you can come up with your excuses, you can brush it off, you can go ahead and convince yourself this isn't a real thing, but you know that it is, because if it is, you know that it is. We've been over this before. We gave you the little we gave you the little motivational speech. At this point, we can we can give you a little encouragement and say, listen, here's it's it's time to stop making these excuses. We have a system for you now where you can begin fixing this problem in your life in a simple, safe, and totally discreet way with Roman. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED from all the comfort and privacy of your own home. It's not worth making the excuses for at this point. Do you understand how silly that sounds to go, oh, you know... It's not that big of a deal. I'm not really that. Oh, you know, it, it'll work itself out. It won't. It won't. You're an adult. Hey, you listening right now with this exact problem? You're an adult. Handle your business. Nate, say, say, tell them handle your business. Everyone likes it better when you say it. Hey, fellas, look, look, listen to me now, okay? You got a, you got a significant other that, that you want to spend an intimate time with. In order to do that, you got to handle your business, baby. Get on it. You got to handle your business. Handle it. Handle it so you can handle it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. You, do you know what he's saying? I know what he's saying. You know what he's saying? I'm not going to tell you what he's saying, but I know what he's saying. I'm not sure I know what he's saying. If you if you want to go ahead, stop playing around here and start playing around. You know what I'm saying? Hey, say, Nate, you know what I'm saying? I know what I'm saying. I'm oh, not yeah. sure I know what I'm saying. I, I I'm see, saying the same thing? Uh, I think so. Getting started is simple. Stop playing around or start. Go to GetRoman.com slash time, T-I-M-E, and complete an online visit. This is ridiculous. The fact that anyone is just sitting at home waiting for us, of all people, to tell you, hey, man, it's time for you to figure this out. It's it's absolutely absurd, and it's not that difficult. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. There's even a little sports pun in there, okay? Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of your business. Just go to GetRoman.com slash time to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. They're not going to make you wait around for the solution here. That's GetRoman.com slash time for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash time. Yeah, so like here's here's the thing, and this is a response that I got very quickly on Twitter that I totally expected. Like The Chargers' offensive line is not... Good. They're mm. running out two backup tackles, and that is true. Also, Frank Clark was doing stuff with with extra attention paid to him frequently oh, while yeah. going up against again backup backup tackles. Um, you have to win those matchups. I mean, I've I was saying that all week that, that this was going to be a big thing, a big opportunity for Frank Clark because if you don't beat the backup tackles, everyone's going to come after you. And also, the Chiefs' defense was really good in a lot of spots, but also Phillip Rivers was was just throwing some some air balls. Like, how repeatable is it when adjusting for what the Chargers did well and, and what it did poorly? Um, I I would like to think that um, when you are a star player or a player who's been compensated for being a star player the way Frank Clark has, you just have to be, you have to be a, a plus no matter the competition or, you know, more of a plus than sort of an average or a below average. And unfortunately this year, there were times, um, where obviously the injury sort of got in the way or that's sort of what we're led to assume, uh, you know, basically talking with Clark, especially after the Tennessee game, but he's been trending in the right direction. He also played well against the, um, the different Broncos and they don't have a great offensive line, but those guys were starters. So it's, it, it's somewhat complicated, but I would say that, uh, the way that Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark can affect the game in a positive way for the Chiefs is is more uh, attainable than probably anybody else on that field. Like, I think Anthony Hitchens has a big role, a big responsibility, just because, like, hey, you got to get guys lined up. Everybody's got to understand the calls. Can you make that open field tackle against, you know, said, you know, skill position player? But... I think from the front, like most much of the season will come down to can the Chiefs get consistent pressure? Because you know Alex Okafor has an injury, Emmanuel Ogba's out. Um, you know, it's going to come down to a lot of what Frank Clark 
can give you. And then on the back end, as I mentioned before, Juan Thornhill and, and, and Tyron Matthew have been pretty good in terms of not giving up the deep ball. And if Tyron Matthew can play like he did last night where you show a certain coverage pre-snap and then you immediately confuse the quarterback and jump a route or be in the right position if the pass rush gets to the quarterback and the ball sort of flutters out of the quarterback's hands, um, that's where this defense can be successful that you can sort of replicate over and over and over again just because those are the two guys that can make positive plays more often than probably anybody else on the roster. Seth, any anything to add to that? You know what? Or do you do you think Nate's a big idiot and you disagree completely? <laughs> That'd be a fun twist. <laughs> no, I was actually going to say I have very little to add to that. That was excellent analysis by my esteemed colleague uh, Nathaniel Taylor. Uh, I beautiful. I I would add that, that, and this is not really related at all to your question. So, I people. <laughs> yeah, what did you have for breakfast? I, I I, you I, know, you know, I haven't eaten yet. I'm very hungry. Um, yeah, the, the the amount of of yabbits that I'm seeing. Uh, and look, you know, Twitter is Twitter. Social media is social media. And I, I constantly pay the price for being as active as I am and as responsive as I try to be. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, it's like, man, you know, yeah, good win for the Chiefs, you know, beating a division opponent in a weird setting, you know, in the, you know, on a, on a garbage field. Garbage you know, field. You know, <laughs> garbage field. Oh, They're like the very, as soon as the very first play happened, I went, oh, no. Because I just saw, I think it was, yeah. I don't remember yes. who it was. I saw someone Ec- picking uh, it, it turf was, it out was of Hunter the Henry, yeah. and yes, he tried, he cut, and then he face planted, and he came <laughs> up with a big divot in his face mask, and I went, oh no, Shakira. I know it's she, not her fault, but that's the word. She clearly she. was there, even though no one realized it. She clearly had some hey. kind of private concert the day before. <laughs> And it was just, someone called it well-painted sand. Yes. <laughs> and I, and yes. I just thought that was hilarious. But, I mean, so they, they win a weird game. And the response I get from everyone is like, yeah, but it's just the chart. Like, people are so upset. And I get it. The offense looked really bad. That might have been Mahomes' worst performance of his career. Um, now, what I'm hearing generally from people is, you know, the same stuff I've been hearing for the last week, how much Andy Reid sucks and he's too conservative and it's terrible and that's why, you know, the Chiefs didn't score 60. I would say that's probably not what happened. Um, I'll have to look at the film. Uh, but it's just, I, I just I just want to, to make an announcement on the back of what Nate said, you know, talking about some of the actual analysis. It's just tell people, you know, maybe enjoy a win. For just a day, yeah. Just enjoy the win. <laughs> they got the W. They're in, they're in sole possession of the AFC West. They're still within a shouting distance of trying to compete for a for a decent, you know, some decent playoff seating. You know, they need to rely on the Ravens and the they need to rely on the Ravens and the in the in the Patriots to lose some games. But they they're within shouting distance of it. And now they got a bye week to get actually healthy. Let's just enjoy it. Yeah, the, just enjoy it. It's it's. I, I believe it's clear that the team is is probably worn down. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to. It, we have to remind ourselves that like the Chiefs are one of the last teams to have a bye week this season, and the with all yep. the injuries, they haven't been a fully competent or fully completed team since early September. Um, it was clear that Eric Fisher gutted it out last night. Like he wasn't a hundred percent coming back. You know, he yep. had to knock off some rust, and there were some questions. After the game, if he needed some medical attention from the training staff in terms of his if his shoulder and arm, which you could kind of notice during the game, I mean Austin Ryder's being evaluated for a concussion and then he comes back. I mean, you know Tyree Hill has a hamstring strain. Like this, this team is pretty warped at the moment, uh, much like we are after that you know late game. <laughs> Early sunrise, you know, I, I rose with the sun today. Yes. We're basically yeah, the same. I rose with the sun in Mexico. Um, so, you know, there's <laughs> just take the win. And, and look, they got they got four interceptions. Um, can I remind everybody that the Chiefs defense is not really known this year for turnovers? <laughs> and, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon didn't didn't kill them. Um, you know, Keenan Allen had one good play and that was just about it. Mike Williams continues to be a wizard. Uh, but like, you know, he was, yeah. he was, he was virtually ineffective 
in the middle of the field towards late, just because I think, you know, Traveris Ward's playing really well. And um, as I put on Twitter, it was also clear, too, and I wonder what your what your thoughts are, guys, but, like, it was clear that maybe Andy Reid didn't uh, anticipate that the field would suck. So their first two drives were like, you know what? We got Patrick Mahomes in altitude. Let it fly. And yep. and then Tyreek Hill pulled his hamstring and then Andy Reid was like, but but like I I spent a whole week on these on these nine and and, and seven routes. What? No. Right. Uh, and like and they and and Patrick sort of alluded to it last night where he's like, yeah, yeah, we came out of halftime and I started throwing the ball short cuz Nothing long was working, and sometimes that just happens, you know. Um, you can work on something all week, and then for whatever reason, circumstances, the variables can all change. And um, yeah, it was it was crazy. And, and I think I can't remember who it was, but uh, whoever told whoever said it on Twitter, I really appreciated it. And I thought it was a great point. But the idea that like they made Tyreek Hill run two straight nine routes, and it's like yeah, and then he and then he uh, pulled his hamstring, or, or excuse me, he strained his right hamstring. Uh, yeah, that can happen in the altitude when you haven't played in this environment where you're on a crappy field and you're asked to run as fast as you can because <laughs> Patrick Mahomes could literally throw the ball 80 yards if he wanted to. Just It's just one of those right. things where, like, the game plan they had never never reached uh, what they intended. On offense, at least. I mean, listen, you guys have great perspective there of, like, you know, enjoy a win and sometimes weird stuff happens. And that's maybe that's what a well-adjusted person would do. But that's not who I'm here to represent <laughs> on this show. I'm not here to represent the well-adjusted people with perspective. I want to talk about the offense putting up 24 points with a healthy Patrick Mahomes and a relatively, but, I mean, obviously no one's fully healthy, but a relatively healthy offensive line. And Tyree Kill going out, like, that felt like... Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it, like you said, it felt like they, they had to like change the game plan, but the second game plan they pulled out didn't work. I mean, this was this was the worst offensive performance we've seen from a scoring perspective of a with a with a fully healthy Mahomes, right? I mean, other than the Colts yeah. game, like, yep, he wasn't it, close to healthy it, that game, though. Right, right, right. So, I mean. You've, you've got hobbled Mahomes in that game, and then here he looks pretty spry. And I, I don't know. I, this I, I'm still trying to figure out, as of this morning, if I'm worried or if I'm just kind of annoyed or aware of something. But, like, Tyreek Hill going out shouldn't completely undercut what you're trying to do whenever you still have this much talent elsewhere around that offense uh especially late in the game man like they they shift into this packet in mode and they had they had seven consecutive plays where the ball was going to a running back one way or another and it wasn't working like that it wasn't like how the chargers kept going back to the running backs the chiefs were were giving the chargers so many extra chances late in the game that wouldn't have happened if they would have been able to pick up a few first downs like a couple first downs so is there anything, Seth, you can take the first crack at this one, is there anything that you are genuinely worried about with the offense, or are you willing to just write this one off? Uh, I'm not going to be genuinely worried after one performance that's suboptimal. I mean, they just got done hanging plenty of points on a solid Titans defense in a really bizarre game. And so I, I'm just not that worried about it. I think when you combine the the field, the altitude, losing Hill, I think it's just a weird game. But to me, this is it's real easy to fall victim to the fact that with football, every game feels like an event, and every you know every play feels like an event, right? And so your emotions just swing so wildly constantly. And I would just say, you know, after one game. You know, let, let, let's you know, let's relax. You know, is the is the offense on the same? T- I I don't think any of us would be really stressing about it had this game occurred and the offense had been fully healthy all year. It's just it's been a weird hiccupy year, and so I think that tends to have people panicking. It, the funny thing with you know the 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 idea that Reed's gotten too conservative in the fourth quarter, which I agree with. You know, he he clearly. I wouldn't say pack it in, but, you know, started trying to, like, you know, control the clock. And, you know, you know what I mean? All yeah. those things. The, the funny thing to me is that 
right now, and, 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 you know, to bring it back to like social media yelling stuff, like half the people are screaming, well, you know, it's Reed's fault. He just packs it in. And, you know, it's like, it's like, no, he just stops calling good plays. Yes, I'm sure that's what happens. Just all of a sudden, Andy Reed forgets what good plays look like. And then the other half is, you know, if the Chiefs lose, we can't win games, you know, like say like, you know, like, you know, like previous games that they've lost, like shootouts. You can't win games throwing the ball constantly. You need to learn to control the clock and all that. So basically, from what I can tell, <laughs> no matter what type of plays Andy Reid calls with a lead, it's wrong. Now, well, he, I'm not work, saying Seth, pe- obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying people are incorrect. I, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I've got to look at the all twenty-two. I got to see if guys were open. I got to see if maybe Mahomes was just bad. Guys, I mean, he was due for an actually bad game. He's never had one. Literally never. Every other time he struggled statistically, it's been the, the things around him that failed. So maybe he just maybe he just didn't have it. I don't know. Maybe guys were just falling down down the field. I mean, you saw, you know, one drive ends because I think it was Byron Pringle yes. catches the ball in a spot where he should be able to cut back mm-hmm. so easy. And both feet, the announcer's like, yeah, both both feet gave out there because the, the turf, this giant divot if you kicked up a divot like that playing golf you would go to the clubhouse and apologize to the to the you know to the manager be like look man you guys need to get a landscaper out there because this is not a regular divot and so I, i can't imagine that didn't play some role i maybe you know maybe it didn't i don't know but you you see plays like that and then what's interesting to me is they come out in the second half and they just march down the field, score a touchdown that proved to be, you know, a pretty big deal of a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they didn't quite look the same. Um, you know, they found Kelsey underneath a ton, and, uh, which, by the way, how how freaking good is Travis Kelsey? Um, he's very good. He's he's an animal. But I, I I'm not ready to panic. And the reason I'm not ready to panic is like it's funny to me. Like the defense has a great game. And everyone wants to contextualize it, right? Well, it's the Chargers. Well, it's just one game. They need to show me something over a longer time. Okay, let's contextualize it with the offense then too. Why do we just contextualize good things? Let's contextualize the bad things too. Be like, maybe we need to have them show us more than one game. So, no, I'm not panicking. I mean, we'll see. It's definitely not ideal. But I'm just... I think everyone should just relax a little bit. That's where I'm at this morning. That's like my answer to everything. Everyone just calm down a little bit and maybe just try to contextualize some of these things and think, okay, the offense has been great for a year and a half, really two and a half years. But every under Mahomes, the offense has always been great. I, I got a feeling that it's just not going to be a bad offense moving forward. They won a game with a bad offense. They did it. Isn't that what we were hoping for? Like to see the rest of the team step up and now it's happened. It's like, yeah, but what about that offense, guys? <laughs> and I just, I mean, do we always have to be worried about something? Yes. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I don't think, I, I don't think that you're, what you're saying is, is factually incorrect. I don't think. Is it morally that incorrect? Is that what you're going to say? Maybe morally incorrect. I don't, I don't think that you have constructed uh, a straw man or anything, but I, I think, I think you're doing a little bit of, of discounting on what I think is a reasonable thing to at least have as a discussion point where this offense had what, 11 possessions by the end of it all. One of them was that Darrell Williams touchdown where they didn't have to do much because the, they started inside the 10. And again, they scored the touchdown there. Like if they hadn't scored the touchdown there, that's the place we would be saying, how do you blow that? And they made it work. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't think that it's it's impossible to look at what the defense did well here and then and then return to the fact that whenever the Chiefs have been up by a possession, especially these last couple of weeks, I, I do think we've got a pattern of Andy Reid seeming to call the game differently. Not that he's not using his best plays for those situations, but you will, you've never, you've never heard me. I can only speak for myself at this point. You never heard me say, oh, well, they scored too fast in the fourth quarter and, and they're giving the ball back even though they went up by seven more points. Never in my life have I or will I say that about the Chiefs if they do successfully score. 
But these these drives at the end where the defense keeps going, all right, here, offense, go put it away. Here, offense, put it away. Here, offense, put it away. Seeing that two weeks in a row, once where the, the defense finally broke at the end and then once where Dan Sorensen picks off Philip Rivers at the end, I don't want that to be the situation where this game ends. And that was the case last week in a loss, and it's the case for me this week with a win. Like I, I do think that there's something to, to be talked about there. Yeah, and, and I will say this. Um, the, the idea that Andy Reid, in these situations that you just described, Josh, uh, he's, he's everywhere and he's not anywhere at the same time, if that makes sense. Like, he's committed to the run to only a certain amount, but on third down, I understand giving Patrick Mahomes the ball, but then you're, but when you do that, you're shrinking half the field or you're just ID Blake Bell as like the one option that Patrick Mahomes has. So, yeah, it, it statistically looks like the offensive line gave up a sack, uh, on Patrick Mahomes' stat line, when in reality, on that third down play, Patrick Mahomes looks for his one option, doesn't see it, or you know, doesn't want an incompletion because he obviously wants the Chargers to take their timeout or at least get the you know the clock to the two minute warning. So he basically falls onto the ground, um, and they're not they're not spread out in some ways, and then sometimes they're too spread out. <laughs> so. It, it, that's one situation where they've got to get better. Earlier this year, it was red zone where they like, if they got in the red zone, they would sort of sputter. At least yesterday against the Chargers, they were successful. They were in the red zone twice, I believe. They scored two touchdowns. Um, so, you know, trends sort of come and go as the season goes along. But for the Chiefs offense, looking at the statistics, it is a bizarre game. Not only is Tyreek Hill not have a reception for obvious reasons because of his injury, but the only right. guy who was really targeted um in the second half was Travis Kelsey. Like if you look at the target list. <laughs> yeah, that was Travis Kelsey and, and nobody else. Show. I mean, LaShawn McCoy was really good up until his sort of confusing does he have a concussion? He's being evaluated with a concussion. We don't really know. Again, we don't really know. Um he was targeted four times. Travis Kelsey was targeted seven. Um Sammy Watkins was targeted once for a 15-yard gain of which he uh yeah. he made a guy look silly for for a yak of 13 yards. I mean, uh, McCole Hardman, they're still using him in limited snaps, so he was only targeted three times. Uh, for whatever reason, the the Chiefs just did not have a, a, a rhythm on offense, and they just, mm-hmm. like Seth mentioned before, they kind of gutted it out. They had that nice long drive to start the third quarter, and they got some advantage in terms of the scoreboard, and they just held on for dear life. But it, right. it's, a, it's an issue that I, that I think Josh – we're we're you know two's an issue three is a trend but we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes when they play the Oakland Raiders who have a better defense than the Chargers and probably have a better defense than the Tennessee Titans that game is going to be at home they'll get a bye week they'll be rested they will have two weeks to prepare so if this issue rises in Arrowhead Stadium on December first uh, then yeah that that will be a problem as you're trying to get to the postseason. Seth, I can hear you revving your engine. I can hear you I, revving your, your engine. Hold on one second. I want to give. You, I want to just give you the, these uh, context real quick. I, I, I nope, no. Nope, don't you nope, say a word, nope. Seth. Turn off that ignition. Take take the keys out. Take the keys out, Seth. Just really quick. This this is this is the 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 Chiefs' last three offensive performances in this uh, in this game. They they end a drive that was moving. Yeah, the nice little kind of post up play to Travis Kelsey, and then the Hardman deep back Darrell Williams offset eye play. After they convert on that third and one, Mahomes overfloats it over McCoy on first down. Mm-hmm. Second and ten, they hand it off to LaShawn McCoy for four yards. And if they could just stop doing that on second and ten, I would love that. And then on third and six, it's another target to McCoy uh, on a little screen there. The blocking wasn't there. The pass was bad. They punt. That's the end of a drive that had been moving. The next drive, though, Darrell Williams for three. Second and seven, Mahomes, Darrell Williams out of the backfield for four. Third and three, Mahomes tries Williams out of the backfield again. Pass gets batted down. Next mm-hmm. drive, they punt. Next drive, Darrow Williams for three. Second and seven, Mahomes ends up scrambling for one. Third and six, Mahomes plays football, does football things, runs for the first down, slides and bounds. Patrick Mahomes does football play, stadium shocked. And then Darrow Williams runs the, runs the ball on first down. He runs it on second and five. Chargers are the last time out. And then on that third and four play, Mahomes takes the sack. 
And then that's the last time the Chiefs offense had a chance to end the game. I thought we were all pretty much on the same page that we would like for the Chiefs offense to be the unit that Mm -hmm. ends the game. And for those last, for those three drives right there, they just, they were playing clock killing mode. And that makes me really nervous up by seven. I think, and so now, can I now, or you may now vroom vroom. (laughs) I don't think it's really news like some of the things like, you know, like a screen call with one option. I mean, we just got done talking about this last week right. extensively. Yeah. That is what it is. Andy Reid in close games is going to have a tendency to try to control too much. And so Patrick Mahomes is going to have to compensate for that by making plays. And he made a few. You know, it's easy to like, oh, you know, he scrambled. For 50. Man, that was a huge scramble. That conversion. That was like, that oh, was yeah. a big deal. Um, and then some of these other things, you know, okay, look, a pass got batted down at the line of scrimmage. You know, people people love to talk about play calling, but, you know, that might have been a conversion. You know, a, a pass got batted down. Mahomes floated it too far over the head of Shady. I, you know, these things, some of it comes down to execution. But one score game in the, you know, moving into the fourth quarter, yes, that can be complicated with Andy Reid. I fully acknowledge that for sure. None of this is a conversation if Tyron Matthew doesn't drop an arm punt when they're, that I could have caught. When they're up 15 late in the third quarter. Right. Sure. I mean, they're, they're talking, and it wasn't just the first drive at the end of the, the half. Or, you know, they came out, their first two drives, you know, nine plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Six plays, 54 yards, touchdown. They marched down the field twice. Now, they had good field position on the second one. But, I mean, they were ready. Like, this game... That this game was over, and this keeps happening. They the, the the Chiefs, and they've got to figure out a way to overcome this. Make no mistake, it is worrisome, but they'll 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 be ready to put teams away, and they will drop a pick, or someone will miss a tackle, or something. You know what I mean? Just some weird play happens, or someone will drop a pass. Last week against the Titans, right? Sammy Watkins drops a 3rd and 10 conversion with the Chiefs up 10-0. It's set in chain of domino events to where all of a sudden it was 10-7. They've got to figure out how to stop those things from happening. And I think they, you know, at this point, Andy Reid is who he is. He, he when he's playing with, with a one-touchdown lead, Mahomes is going to need to compensate with some playmaking. And for whatever reason... It just wasn't quite there. Now, I accept that. And that's a bummer, but it just really is what it is at this point. So I think you're right, Josh. Like, So I'm trying to give you some ground here because there there is reason to be concerned. Yeah, I'll that, just that, cut that clip of you saying you think I'm right. That'll be, that's enough. Oh, absolutely. There, there is reason to have some concern in terms of how they kind of milk a lead, the decisions that they make there. Some of it, though, is execution-based. You know, when you have, you know, an inaccurate throw or someone just doesn't get to the right spot or just or just the other team makes a play like they bat down the, the pass. Those things are important, but I'm 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 confident, at least semi-confident, that Mahomes can compensate for some of that on a normal day, or the Chiefs, you know, rather than being up seven, they might be up fourteen and it doesn't matter as much. You know what I mean? And so I, I hear you, and it's a concern, but I don't think it's quite the devastating concern that it's being made out to be. I just hate that the, the goal now is, well, if they're up by two possessions, we don't have to worry about it. Like, some t- they're not going to be. Like, that's that's going to come up often enough, I feel like. It came up twice these last two weeks. I admire your optimism, Seth, but that's, uh, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little. I don't know if I'm panic button. I'm a little nervous. We're out of showtime, though. Anything else? We'll, we'll take. A, we'll take your final thoughts now here on Times Ours. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we can't end on that note after a W. Hey guys, I'm a little nervous. It's like man, well, Josh, we'll go to are Nate, you? and then we'll go back to you, and then you can you can <laughs> have us all right off into the sunset on the <laughs> on this week while while Nate and I ride back to trying to find a pillow on any yeah. surface. I, I I would say that um, they had to have this win. They got this win, and yep. uh, Chiefs Raiders. The rivalry is uh, simmering back. Uh, I mean, let's let's yeah. not forget the Oakland Raiders were up ten nothing in a raucous Oakland, uh, you know, stadium, the Black Hole, whatever you call that thing now. Uh, they've they've had like a million names, uh, but hey, you know, early December, this is where championship football starts to begin. It'll be nice that Chiefs Raiders is is back. Like there's. You know, the Raiders are improving. Uh, I wrote today that they are pesky. 
they will probably beat the Jets uh, this coming Sunday. Both teams will be 7-4. and four. Uh, Both teams will have had their bye. And uh, it should be a fun setting. So you win one divisional game to get to another bigger divisional game. And, and so I, I think uh, the bye week should be important. How many guys will come back, like Alex Okafor and Kendall Fuller? Um, will we have, will, you know, will the Chiefs have Tyreek Hill? Will Damian Williams be fine with his rib injury? Um, all those things are, are sort of intriguing to me as we're about 10 days away from uh, having a rivalry sort of be renewed after it being pretty dormant um, since Andy Reid's arrival in, in 2013. Seth, would you like to say something else optimistic and hopeful? You know, sooner or later, all of us are going to be alone. No, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, you you I'm, are I'm saying just, that, oh, by the way, you are saying that to a man in a hotel room in a foreign land. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Don't worry. Nate, I would call Liam Neeson to come find you. Um, Nate's very alone. <laughs> so I, I would just say a lot of, you know, my whatever, you know, whether it's optimism, whether it's, well, let's wait and see is going to depend on how that Raiders game goes because they've got a bye week to prepare. They've got a lot going on here. Um, they've got time. They need this bye week. I think Nate nailed that. And so I, I, I will see how that game goes because you're right. I mean, that game was looking grim, and then Mahomes just went full, like, just Terminator for one quarter, and it was enough. And it's been a while since we've seen, like, a couple straight quarters of full Terminator Mahomes. And so I'm curious what the offense looks like coming out of the bye week. Eric Fisher getting healthy, healthy would be huge. And I I just, I'm excited for them to have a couple weeks to rest because I think this team desperately needs it. Yeah, speaking of desperately needing rest, that's it for Times Ours today here on The Athletic. If you uh, are not subscribed to The Athletic, you're not going to get the shows we do on Friday, and that's a bummer. So make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Go to uh, theathletic.com slash timesours. 40% 40% off. That's happening right now, I think. If not, Danielle edit this out after the fact. But if you're hearing it, it means it happened and it's still there. <laughs> so you can check out the uh, the deal we have right now and uh, you can get all of our written content, uh, literally all of the content throughout The Athletic. Some people don't know that. It's all of it. Go to theathletic.com and uh, check out the deals that you can uh, get right now to subscribe, get our Friday episodes, or at least go leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and uh, let people know that you love this show and uh, our uh, our sleepy our sleepy tired analysis that is still better than anyone else's analysis ever. Yeah, that's right. On sixty percent capacity, this show's better than every other show that's ever happened in the history of the spoken word. Wow! I'll say it. I'm not afraid. <laughs> you guys Boom. aren't afraid. You guys aren't afraid to follow no. me there. I'm just I'm just waiting. No? I'm just waiting Good. for my moment. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Nate on Twitter at ByNateTaylor. Seth is at RealMN Chiefs fan. I'm at JB Briscoe. Hey, at ByNateTaylor. Here's your moment. Hey, I don't ever want to step on your on your, uh, on your big statements there, Josh. But, <laughs> I appreciate but it. But Mexico, gracias. Gracias. I, uh, I enjoyed Estudio Ateca. I enjoyed the game. Uh, it was a great environment. I'm kind of on the boat that they should have the Super Bowl here, even though that would never happen given that field that was Whoa. just played. But from an atmosphere from an atmosphere standpoint, it was it was glorious and it it, it lived up to the hype. So Mexico, uh, Mexico City, uh, hey, come come visit. I, I I approve of it. It's great. People were lovely. Um, so yeah, Mexico, grande, grande. Thank you, gracias. <laughs>